0: The Big Church Podcast. Vision Sunday is next week, and we are so excited about what God is going to do this year. And we're excited to start a new sermon series called "Hit Refresh." How many of us need a hit refresh of this year? Come on, need to push that button and put some things in the past. But on January the fourth, which is next uh, Monday, we're going to start a, a a fast. And a lot of times, a lot of things. Hold on a minute. Let me move this up here a little closer. I I I feel like I'm six miles away. January 4th, we're starting a fast, and that may be new to some of you all, but there's a lot of things that can happen when a church fasts together, when people fast together. and We're going to start one called the Daniel Fast, and you may not know what that means, but we're going to have some papers for you next week to kind of give you an idea of what you can and can't do on it, and not only that, but the benefits of what fasting can do. Because Let me just be honest with you. Every, because Fasting and prayer changes everything. And fasting without prayer is a diet. Uh, it's a diet, anyway. But let me just tell you a story this morning. Uh, it comes out of Mark 9, and I just wanted to kind of give you a little context. You have, you're going to get two messages this morning, okay? Y'all ready? This is, the, this is the very first message that you get, so we're only having one service, so I will get you out of here before 1 o'clock, I promise. Oh, man, everybody's looking in the back going, oh, my, we're not ever getting out of here. But there Jesus comes onto the scene, and there's a huge crowd. And this goes along with fasting. I just want you to understand. The scribes and the Pharisees were arguing with the disciples. And and what had happened, a father had brought his son to the disciples to be healed because he'd been foaming at the mouth. He'd had seizures. And basically, he had a spirit inside of him. And what had happened, they had no success getting this done. The father brought him to Jesus and he wanted him to see if Jesus could heal him. And so many times uh, the man and the disciples and the people around had let him down. So he wanted to bring him to the one who really had the answer. So many times we take our problems and our, our, the things in our life to the wrong source and we take it to a man or to a, a thing or a whatever that is and, and Jesus is the one that has the answer for everything. So the father said, Jesus said, hey, bring him over here to me. And let's look in Mark 9, 23, he says this. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, he's talking to the father, he says, if you can believe that all things are possible to him who believes. He said, all you gotta do is believe. And then 924 says, immediately the father of the child, this is us, cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. He had lost faith because man and the system or everything else had let him down. A lot of times what we do is we have faith inside of us. The problem is it's not a lack of faith. The problem is it's the amount of unbelief drowning out your faith. Everyone has a measure of faith in them. That's what the Bible says. But so many times we allow circumstances and situations and and things around us to drown out our faith. And why, why? Because faith and unbelief are activated by what you're focusing on. It's activated by what you see. We have, learned to, we have to learn how to change our focus and see how God sees everything. We have to learn how to ignore all of the voices around us of man and opinions and, and just really listen in and tune into what God has to say for last year and for this year. But the disciples looked at Jesus after it was over and, and Jesus cast out the devil and, and the boy came back and he was in his right mind and, and the disciple says, why couldn't we do that, Jesus. Mark 9, 28 says this. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? Without expectation, with expectation comes preparation and work. you got to put the time in and you got to be able to expect God is going to do something in your life. If you come in here every Sunday and you don't expect God to change anything, then you're always going to get what you expect. When you walk in here and say, God, I don't know what in the world's going to happen in this service. Or when you get up each and every day and you say, God, I'm giving this day to you. I don't know what to expect, but I believe I'm going to walk with you through it. It takes the preparation and the work. If you want change to come, if you, wanna, if you want change to come and you want to see things happen, you have to do some training. Part of your training is through fasting and prayer. Mark 9, 29 said this, and he said to them, this kind, everybody's got a this kind in their life. This kind can only come out by fasting, by nothing but prayer and fasting. Some things in your life need some drastic measures to change, and sometimes you have to do some drastic things to get things to change in your life. Many times in the Bible, the fast was called. And what happened is when they fasted, a whole city called Nineveh was saved because the people mourned and fast. Esther saved her whole Jewish faith because of fasting and prayer. And Israel was released a few times on, on nothing but fasting and prayer. So here we go. We want to start out 2021 20, 21 strong. Can I get some water? this is my lovely assistant. Thank you so much. She's more than my assistant. She's the one who keeps me in line. Can I get an amen on that, right? All you women are out there. Yeah, we got an amen on that one. So here we go. We want to start 2021 strong. 2020 started out with what? Clear vision. Everybody said, oh, 2020 is clear vision. We can see this, and we're gonna go there. And, and I heard so many sermon series coming out with clear vision. It was awesome. We were excited, and we were expected. We made big plans. We, we had big vision. We sat up here. Uh, but, but it turned out to be probably the most blurry year that I can ever remember. How many sets of cheaters did you have to get through to get through 2021? I mean, I have cheaters all over the house, but this year, it was so blurry, I couldn't see straight. But the title of my message is this, 2020, keep or delete? Here's the problem we have. So many times we look back on things and we don't understand the value of what we went through to get to the place where we are today. And so many people want to do this. They want to say, uh, Mindy, uh, Pastor Mindy said over here, she said, 2020, see you later, sucker." <laughs> so many people want to just say, see you, bye. And, and, and we want it just to be gone and not worry. But what if, what if we look at Ecclesiastes 3.1? It says, to everything, there is a season. There's a time and a purpose under the sun. Could it be the season that we went through in 2020? Could it be a season, and I'm about to tell you some things here, could it be a season of growth instead of going backwards? What did we learn about this year, and how could this year have helped us? Glad you ask. <laughs> 2020, here's one thing you learn. It's okay to ask for help. So many of us are prideful. Some of us don't wanna, don't wanna lower ourselves and think, oh, we don't need any help. We put our best face on. We wear our mask to church every Sunday. Literally not our mask, but our mask that tells everybody around us that we're okay. And you know, we have these masks now that have hidden a lot of, oh, God, don't get me going. I'm a, I'm a very, very social person, and if I can't see your expression, if I can't see how you're reacting, if I can't see that smile or that smirk or that guy's dumb for telling that joke, that's okay. When we put our mask on and we say, I'm good, I'm fine, no big deal, acting strong, but this year has been hard. I ain't gonna lie. I've not ever suffered with depression that I know of, but I think I had some symptoms of it in this year. I think that I've went through something that I never felt before, and and I felt isolated, and I felt fearful. I felt like, man, I don't know which way is which and and what's going this way or that way. You know, so many times things change in our minds and our hearts, and fear comes in and takes, takes over in our life. Fear and isolation can kill you physically, it can kill you mentally, and it can kill you spiritually. Fear is one thing that the enemy, the devil, uses as a weapon because fear paralyzes you and it slows you down from pursuing your purpose. We were living in fear. We had 2020 by the, the neck, right? We were about to take, that was not a good analogy, but we had Vision Sunday. We were ready to go. Things were, just, things were just going, and man, it just hit all of a sudden, and we didn't know what hit us in March. We didn't know there was fear of what the next three months. We're living in fear now a little bit too, but back then we were scared to death because we'd never faced anything like that. But fear paralyzes you, and it slows you down from pursuing your purpose. Fear can even kill your purpose if you give it an opportunity to. If you give in to it, it's going to take over in your life because the enemy uses that most of all. I want you to know something. I had to get to a point in my life, and I said, I need some help. Did anybody need any help in 2020? You got any honest people in the, in the okay, I got some honest people in here. I need some help. I needed someone I could talk to. I needed someone who I could, I could be around, and, and I love my wife, but I needed someone, someone, a mentor in my life, and I started seeking that out this year in 2020 because I knew there was something missing in my life. So I started looking for that. But I also want you to remember this, 2 Timothy 1.7, and Pastor Minnie did this in Run Through. She said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Did you hear that? God is not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of what? A sound mind. Our mind has been running muck all over the place. But listen, I want you to understand something, that fear does not come from God. God wants you to move forward into your purpose, and into your plan, and into your destiny. What else did 2020 teach us? We recognize, listen to this, we recognize the importance of family and friends. We're social creatures when you don't get to be around grandma or grandpa, when you don't get to be around your family, when you don't. You start missing those things that you took for granted. It made us appreciate people. It made us appreciate relationships. It made us look back and say, man, I sure did miss that. 2020 showed us this. It says, don't take things for granted and be grateful for who and what you have. This year was a reminder to always be grateful for the things that we oftentimes overlooked. We overlooked that we live in a free country. We overlook that there is freedom that we fought for in this place, but we overlook it when we don't have it. We overlook that we have choices that we can make each and every day. And sometimes we overlook those choices. You know, you 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 miss eating on the regular plates in the eat out places right you go out to eat and they bring it out to you in a styrofoam thing and you get a plastic fork or a plastic spoon and you get this little wrapped up napkin and then you have to beg for salt and pepper y'all know what I'm talking about can I get some ketchup with that ketchup hold on we're not bringing the bottle out here we're just going to give you the little condiment thing that you get come on did y'all miss that or not I did Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you always got to be grateful for your ability to go where you want to go. Be who you want to be. You know, those things right there, they didn't, they, we, we do not look at that sometimes. We overlook them. We got to appreciate our blessings, even the small ones, when the salt and pepper on your table is a big one. 2020, we also learned how to prepare for the Unexpected. We just went through an unexpected sermon series at Christmas. you got to accept that nothing in life is constant, and we live in a world of change. Nothing stays the same, and change is inevitable. I think so many times we live. But we don't like to change. Anybody like to change out there? I have a hard time with it. I get comfortable, and I get... No lip out of you. I get comfortable with the things that I like, and I, and I want to just smooth and stay right where I'm supposed to be. But we don't like change. You know why? Because change definition is to cause to be different. It means to be completely different in appearance and transformation. Many of us, many of us in here right now, we want change. We say, I'm really trying. I tried before, and I just couldn't do it. I don't think it's gonna last even if I get to do it, it's not gonna last, and and it's just hard because nobody likes change. Here's what you gotta understand. Change is a process that you are in. Change does not usually happen just like that. It's a process that takes time to get into that. Now, if it's a long, drawn out process, sometimes God will kinda speed that up a little bit, but it normally does not happen overnight. God and the Holy Spirit, when you come to him, he starts dealing with you with some things, doesn't he? He starts telling you, okay, you're not gonna be perfect. Listen, let me take you off the, y'all ain't perfect. Y'all ain't a bunch of snowflakes out there. Y'all are not perfect. Don't be hitting your husband or wife right now. That's not good. You're not perfect. But God starts to deal with you a little bit at a time. He starts to take this where you're uncomfortable with, he starts to take that that you're uncomfortable with. And, and before too long, you start finding yourself not doing some of the things that you used to always do. And sometimes that's not a big, big process. He wants us to work. He wants to do a work with us. And he starts the process, process, process of transfer. Sometimes I get too fast myself. They tell me, I did wipe off. and I, this, uh, Sometimes I wipe off and I, and I have the mic at the same time. And he starts the process of transformation. So 2020, listen to me, could have been your process of starting your transformation. Maybe God had to do it a little differently or or some things happened to navigate around it. But he, he may have started your process. So if he started the process in your life, you need to stay in the process. You know what else in 2020? It's okay to turn some things off. You don't have to be on social media all the time. You don't have to be watching the news all the time, Fox News for 14 hours. You don't have to to be doing, you don't have to surround yourself with all of the negativity around you. It's okay to turn some things off. It's okay to turn those voices off that have been telling you you're no good or or you're worthless. It's okay to turn all of the negativity off for a season. It's okay that y'all like this one. It's okay to slow down. We live in a busy, busy, busy world. I talk to 15-year-olds up to 80-year-olds. Everybody's, I'm busy. I'm busy. And if you start navigating through your day, you find out what fills your day up sometimes. It's not really busyness. Or it doesn't add value. It doesn't add value to your life. We live in a busy world and and you you feel like we have to be productive all of the time. It's okay to take some time for yourself. It's not lazy, it's not selfish. Now, if you're taking time for yourself all the time, you got a little problem with that. (laughs) But it's okay to just take a step back every once in a while and go, okay, it's okay. I'm gonna slow down here just a little bit because when they were standing At the Red Sea. The children of Israel were looking at a sea. And what did he do? He didn't say, panic! Oh my gosh, here comes the Egyptian army. Uh, There's a rock over here, there's a hard place over there. No, he said this he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord today. Sometimes God doesn't want us going in 15 or 20 different directions. He wants us to stand still and see what he can do. So many times we're so cluttered up and moving here and moving there, we can't hear what God has to say for us. Stand still and see the salvation. We had some time, 2020, here we go. Time is limited. How did you spend your time during quarantine? I believe God gave us one of the biggest opportunities to get closer to him than we've ever had in our lives. And I feel like we missed it. I'm not trying to be mean. I feel like I missed it. I had the opportunity for for time that I never, I had all the time in the world, but I missed using it for what it was supposed to be. We had the opportunity to pray more, to seek God more, to read more, to fill our time up. But many of us went in, including myself, went in the wrong direction. 2020 taught us that time is valuable. Can I tell you, you spend a lot of time trying to save people. And some people just don't want to be saved. We find out, we, we, we try to be the counselor and the, and the, and the uh, I don't know, we, we just try to be that friend. But there's people out there that you're trying to save right now that do not want to be saved. Don't, add, don't waste time on people or things that don't add value to your life. Because all you're going to do is live stressed out. All you're going to do is live in a place where they're still doing their own thing, and they're probably going to always do their own thing, but you, you, you've tried to figure out and live their life for them. Move on. Live in the present. Instead of worrying about the things that are yet to come or the things that we wish we had, the Bible says we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised next week or next year. It's important to live and enjoy today. Live in the now, right now. I think that's what 2020 taught us. We can live in the now. Even though there's fear and, and things around us, God has us. Look to the past. Here's a good one. We can look to the past as a learning tool. You can take your mistakes and turn them into opportunities. Aren't y'all glad of that one? You can look back on it and say, man, I know I didn't handle that right, but now I have the opportunity to do this right. The past can all always be something that we usually stay in or we, we're always mad about or always sad about. But also we could use the past as a learning tool. But you can't stay there. You gotta try to live mostly in the present. But also, if you live in the present, always have something to look forward to. So many times our dreams and our purpose dies because we quit looking forward. And and that's a little bit of my problem, and towards the end of this, I kept saying, well, how can we do this, and, and we can have church, and can, can we start a church, can we do, can, can, we, can we move on, and, and fear was like, no, I don't think we can do that because of this, and, and because of that, and you know what, you can't live, you have to live in looking to the future, because if not, you're going to die standing where you're at, and before too long, you're going to end back, back here, you don't know, you know how you got there. You got to live and have something to look forward to. Let's all stand, if we would, please. Everybody, everybody says, I can't wait till everything gets back to normal. But now we have to ask the question what is normal? what is normal normal even going to look like? And we have to also say, if normal was everything that I used to do, do I really want to go back to it? So many times, man, we, 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 we want things exactly the same as it was, but I really want 2021 to be abnormal like me. Any abnormal people in the house? I'm glad we got the lights down. I can't see that one but I don't want things to go back to normal. I want God to take us to a place where he's never took us to before. He said, as the, as the children of Israel, were getting ready to go into the Promised Land, he says, you've never, ever been this way before. Never before. So I'm about to take you to a new place. And that's what God is saying for this new year. We're gonna look back on 2020, and we're gonna know that these things are valuable. And sometimes through change and sometimes through challenge, we can find our constant. Sometimes through our pain, we can find the progress that we're looking for. And overcoming fear can build your faith. Looking back can help you look forward. What are we going to look forward to next Sunday? We're having Vision Sunday. And we're going to cast a vision for 2021. We're not going to think about what happened in 2020 because that's behind us. We're going to cast a new vision. It may still sound the same. We still may have some some things that we need to work on in 2021, but we're going to cast a new vision. But let me ask you this question. What does your vision Sunday look like for your own life? You're going to hear ours next week. But are you formulating your vision Sunday for what 2021 is going to look like for your own self? Are you going to continue to look back on 2020 and, and have the shoulda, coulda, woulda, has been? You're going to be there? What do you see and what can you take away from 2020 that's going to help propel you into 2021? Again, what I say is how you leave one season determines how you're going to enter the next season. The start of your new year can be this. It can be a diet. It can be exercise. It can be budgeting. It can be all of those things. But the best thing you can start with is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And maybe you've not had that relationship. Maybe you've never made that commitment to Him and said, I want Jesus, I want you to be the Savior of my life. I want you to come into my heart and change me, rearrange me, make me new from the inside out. I'm going to invite you to pray. Maybe you're out there online and you're watching and, and, and you just need a refresh. You need a restart. You know what I love about my God is my God is the God of the reset. He's the God of the refresh. He's the God of the coming back with his arms wide open to you. When you've made when you didn't deserve it. So I'm going to ask you today. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. Nobody looking around. Anybody out there would indicate they need a reset or a refresh in their life by making Jesus their Savior? you would, just slip up your hand because so I want to pray with you. I see those hands. I see many hands. I want you to do this for me. The, the altars are going to be open and I'm going to be down here on to the left and the prayer team is going to be on the right and the left. If you need prayer... Come and pray. but I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. But listen, let's not just repeat a prayer. Let's speak it in our hearts. Say, Father God, come on. Father God, I come to you today admitting that I sometimes doubt. Help by unbelief and give me faith. I've sinned but I believe that you are the answer. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you if you would, if you made that a real prayer in your life, come up and let's pray. Maybe there's a rededication. Maybe there's something that you need in your life. You just need God to have it hit refresh on this morning. These altars are open, and he's the God of the new this morning. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, And we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.